Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President of Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise here for this week's Embedded Executive podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Avi Rosenthal, who is the managing partner of Blue Sav Partners, but more, well, I shouldn't say more importantly, more importantly for this discussion, he's the chairman of the Z-Wave Alliance. Is it the Z-Wave Alliance, Avi? Z-Wave Alliance, yep. There you go. Okay. So hello, Avi. Welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, Rich. Thanks so much for having me on. And yes, for the sake of this conversation, definitely uh, we're going to be speaking a lot about Z-Wave and Z-Wave Alliance affairs. But, uh, you know, Blue Sav is my day job, if you will. The, the Z-Wave Alliance is a volunteer position. Uh, most people don't think so when they hear chairperson. They assume that I'm getting a paycheck. And uh, although that would be nice, uh, it is a strictly volunteer position. Okay. So you're new to this chairperson position, but you're not new to the Alliance, right? That's correct. I've been involved with Z-Wave since the very early days of Zensys back in the early 2000s. So I've been using the technology in embedded products and connected devices now for going on almost 25 years, which really sounds crazy when you think about it. Um, but I am new to the position of chairman. The, the chairman position, we have a rotating election every couple of years and, uh, you know, the wheel spun, my name came up and boom, I was chairman. So officially I took over the role January 1st. And is it literally a two-year commitment? Um, yeah, but, you know, there have been folks that have hung around longer, depending on the job they're doing. And then there have been folks that have um, decided to only <laughs> do a year because they're, okay. you know, so, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, look, I'm very excited. This is a very exciting moment for the Z-Wave Alliance. We have a lot of growth potential this particular year. You know, since we became a standards development organization or an SDO, um, things have really changed at the Alliance. Uh, we used to be a manufacturer-owned standard, which meant that we were sort of beholden to whatever manufacturer owned us at the time. Uh, now, we are a completely separate standards body, similar to the other RF standards that are out there. And so that means that we have the freedom to operate. We have the freedom to develop the standard as an open platform. Anybody can contribute now to the Z-Wave standard. It's available online and in GitHub and places like that. Um, and so we are a completely independent body. What that's also done is it's opened up the silicon side of the business to multiple vendors. And so we were very excited in 2023, we actually added our second silicon provider, a company called Trident IoT out of Carlsbad, California. Uh, and they're doing some really great things with the standard. They've already uh, made some, some big changes and they're already developing their own silicon that will provide for Z-Wave as well as some other standards. And so we're excited that it's no longer just about one, one offering with one manufacturer in one place. Uh, Z-Wave is now truly an open standard, and that has garnered us a lot of excitement within the industry. Okay, hold that thought about the multiple manufacturers for a minute. I want to go back to what you talked about, about it being an SDO, and that's a term that I was not familiar with. Is that a legal thing? Like, did you change the the rules of, yeah. uh, of the alliance to actually make that happen? And what what does that mean? So it's interesting you bring that up. I had to learn all of that. Uh, honestly, when they first came to us and said, hey, we're going to turn the Alliance into an SDO, I, I looked at the guy sitting next to me. I'm like, hey, what the heck's an SDO, right? Um, because I was unaware of the fact that it actually is a legal framework. Uh, it is so that we have governing documents now that uh, set the rules and regulations around the way that the standard gets developed. It is open. People can contribute to it. Uh, we as the Alliance now have responsibility of monitoring 
the standard and making sure that each branch of software uh, adheres to those rules and regulations. But you so, didn't have that jurisdiction before? We did, but we sort of had the manufacturer looking over our shoulder all the time. And so the manufacturer took on the results so when we were when it was Sigma Designs, for instance, Sigma had a group of engineers in Denmark who would develop the original standard and they sort of took on the responsibility. We had open forums and work groups and things to decide which direction to take. But the execution of that firmware actually happened within the silicon provider. Now that happens within our member companies. Oh, so that has to do with the fact that there's multiple manufacturers. Exactly. And it has okay. to do with the fact that we have to adhere. There are standards for open software, right? There's open software standards. And we adhere to those open standards, which there's a whole group. I, and I'm, I'm not even qualified to go into every little detail of them. But there's a group of rules and regulations governing how you uh, maintain open software. And so we are completely open any member can download the, the source code. They can dig into the source code. They can review it. They can change it. They can submit changes to the technical committees. And those technical committees can then embed those changes. And remember, certification is still a thing for Z-Wave. All Z-Wave products are certified. They all go through a certification process. I sure By the Alliance. The Alliance now governs the certification we have a certification manager who manages that process for us. So that's and a physical thing. I send you my a, chips. I you send, send me software. your product. Yeah, you send us the, so you embed the chips, you write your firmware, you adhere to the rules, you submit your product to the certification group. They bless it. They go through a series of tests uh, for the technical side and the marketing side. Are you referring and to then, components or end products? No, end product. Oh, both, yeah. both. So there is a certification process for silicon for component. And then there's a certification process for end product. Hmm. All right. So the Trident IoT, for instance, is submitting their new silicon to the Alliance to be certified. Scilabs already had certified silicon, right? They had done it under the rules before. And now every new product that comes out gets submitted to the certification group. They put it through a series of tests. We have three labs, one in America, one in Europe, and one in Asia. You can choose which lab you want to use. They go through the testing process. That testing process is established by the alliance, not by a manufacturer. And the alliance governs that certification process. And that's what assures interoperability between mm -hmm. all C-Wave devices. Is this so, something new, this certification no, process? No, we, we have been certifying products since day one. As a matter of fact, we have... A, a hard and fast rule within the alliance, within Z-Wave, that every product is interoperable all the way back to the very original Z-Wave devices. So there have been lots of changes, as you would imagine, over 20 plus years mm -hmm. in security and interoperability and methodology, but there is backwards compatibility all the way back to the original Z-Wave devices. Do you have to be a member to go through the certification process? You do, you do, yes. Just ballpark, yeah. how many members are there? Uh, about 250 member companies right now. Okay, that's really interesting. All right, so um, let's go back to the uh, multiple manufacturers of silicon. Yes. Um, I know that was always an issue for lots of people that they were beholden right. to the one vendor. And it seems to be that that's not the case anymore. Um, that was a little bit under the radar for me, I have to admit. Um, I, I wasn't aware, you know, and 
until pretty recently that there were that there was more than one manufacturer. Um, is there silicon available from Trident? There is. As a matter of fact, they're shipping today. Uh, they've been shipping now since I think it was October or November of last year. Um, they are a relatively new company, so I can understand how maybe their announcements um, slid by you. But we're doing uh, whatever effort we can as an alliance to promote the fact that there are two uh, silicon providers. And by the way, we're not limited to two, right? There may be three, four, five. It all depends on the growth of the alliance, the growth of the ecosystem, uh, the growth of the, the Z-Wave standard itself. Um, and others have expressed interest in becoming uh, silicon providers to us as well. But at the moment, we're concentrating on Scilabs and Trident. They're two very good partners. As a matter of fact, the folks that started Trident IoT come from the Z-Wave world. Um, Bill Scheffler, Mike Lamb, and Marius Malkowski are old-time uh, Z-Wave people. They've been involved with Z-Wave since the very beginning. And so we're excited that somebody who was involved with other organizations formed a new organization to create the second source. Okay. We're just about out of time, but there's one other topic that I think it's important to hit on. There's There always seems to be some confusion between Z-Wave and Zigbee. <laughs> yes. um, what's, what's the easy answer when somebody says, what's the difference? Very simply, the difference is interoperability. All Z-Wave devices are interoperable with all other Z-Wave devices. Zigbee, you're allowed to, even though you're a certified product, you're allowed to create your own library. And so that means that your Zigbee product is not necessarily compatible with every other Zigbee product. Z-Wave operates at sub-gigahertz. So around the world, it's 868. Here in America, it's 908 megahertz. Uh, Zigbee operates at 2.4 gigahertz. 2.4 is the same Wavelength, obviously, and frequency as Wi-Fi. So sometimes that's an opportunity and sometimes uh, that creates conflict. Uh, and then the governing body is the CSA for Zigbee and the Z-Wave Alliance for Z-Wave. Uh, we only work with the Z-Wave devices and Z-Wave ecosystem. CSA works with multiple ecosystems and multiple standards. And so that's, that's what's going on in their world. That's the difference between our world. Thank you very much. That definitely clears it up. My pleasure. That was Avi Rosenthal. He is the managing partner of Blue Partners. But for this discussion, he is the chairman of the board directors of the Z-Wave Alliance. I am Rich Nask with Open Systems Media and hope you have a great day, Avi. Thanks so much for having me, Rich.